funniest people I know. These are the funniest people I know. Said improv riffing, callers and sketches, characters and interviews, and then some more sketches. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest, these are the funniest, these are the funniest, these are the funniest people I know. Hello, world, and welcome to the Funniest People I Know podcast and radio show. We're coming to you from the Georgia Radio Reading Service here in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm in the studio today with a very, very talented group of the funniest people I know. Y'all. Yep. Y'all. It's our 60th episode. Ooh. Ooh, look at that. Wow, that is really cool. We barely look a day over 45, if I do say so myself. (laughs) I didn't think they were going to let us have a third. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. I wonder if nobody knows we're doing this. We're just sneaking on at 1.30. To be fair, we do come in after hours. <laughs> yes. There's the night security guard that just says, I don't understand it. Go yeah. on in. We have the audience of that person that's just trying to stay awake, flipping through the channel. Yeah, like the insomniac audience. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when they promote Inya sound. Yes. Yeah, CD. We appreciate like you. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say thank you to our devoted listeners. We have a lot of folks who tell their friends about the show, and it works because we've slowly but steadily risen, rosed. We rosed. We rosed. Rosened. We've rosened our listenership. We've got almost 5,000 listeners every week, George. Yeah, and we're all over the globe. I think almost every continent we have some listeners, which yeah. is really cool. That's yeah. really what? great. Antarctica? Especially Antarctica. Wow. That's like our second most popular audience. We're that really is... big with penguins. Oh, wow. Is... Yeah. The North Pole, the South Poles, are we are we hitting them? Like yeah, yeah. Was... Santa and the elves, they I'm listen so... to it while they were. Uh, I really wanted to touch him. That was my goal. When you guys <laughs> asked me to join, I was like, oh, who do I want to touch from? Maybe I should reward Sounds that. weird. Yeah, and why hey, do you want to touch you know, Santa? You know what? I retract all of this. I'm just glad that people listen. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Have you guys seen this new Netflix trailer? I think it's called Klaus or Claus. Yes, I saw that. It's Santa's origin story. Yeah. Except Santa looks kind of like Poseidon or... Ariel's father tried it from The Little Mermaid. Santa got it going on. Okay. He looks like a well-fit GQ daddy. I like it. He looks like he'd be on the cover. He looks like the brawny man. Yeah. With a white beard. Daddy claws. I like it. And he's kind of gruff, strong, silent Mm -hmm. type. Mm -hmm. Not jolly. No. Because it's hard to bend the pole. Yeah, he does not have a belly full of jelly. You don't become the type of person that cares about giving gifts to people from having a well-to-do life. I can imagine. He had to work. That's where the muscles come from. You're giving him a lot of credit. <laughs> I haven't seen this yet, but it looks as if he made all the toys just mm. for fun. Yeah. Oh. And then I guess the elves come later. It's the holiday season. Yeah. <laughs> That's the part of the origin story I need. Where did the elves come yeah, from? Right? What were you watching on Netflix? I'm just curious because I also watched something on Netflix and saw that trailer. I was flipping through the animated movies because um, we had huh. just seen the first episode of Watchmen yeah. and decided we needed something light. Something yeah. nice yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at that moment. I saw Eli on Netflix, which is this horror movie, and okay. you think it's one thing, but it is not. <laughs> it is something else. It had all these scary little white kids in there, and okay. it made me nervous. Don't you feel yeah. like that's a thing this year the movies, scary little white kids? <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> you know who else? In Watchmen, her daughter is a scary little white kid. Yes, yeah. she is. Yes. The kid mm-hmm. has it coming. Yeah. You said you're on the first episode? I've only seen the first one. What did the daughter do in the first episode? She attacks the school kid for saying something racist about the mother. Oh. Oh, 
Yeah, but you kid. haven't seen her play with Legos yet. You are correct. That kid was super badass. Creepy Maybe little white a, kid. It was very heavy, and I'm really interested. That's a whole other level of things that HBO has going on over there with the stories that they're trying to tell. I feel like everyone is trying to get real topical with different things. Like, you got creepy little white kids at Netflix. You have. Why are creepy little white kids topical? It's not, like, also all over the news. It might have creepy little white kids in it, but the clown's the scary part. The white kids have, are like, the victims. like, a clown running thing. That's topical, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's all one theme, just all one long storyline. You know, folks, looking forward to this transition. Speaking of creepy little white kids, <laughs> one of our most popular episodes was all about Whitney Houston. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And she yeah. was one of the best-selling Murder. artists. Murder. Mm. Well, yes. I recently realized what an impact she had. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen this video going around about the charts? It kind of dances year by year of what artist was the top-selling oh. recording artist. Whitney takes the cake for mm-hmm. a good five to ten years. It's her, the Beatles, and Elton John. And Elvis, of course. And then for some reason, Kanye West, which I still don't understand. (laughs) That was like sigh from the soul. (laughs) I heard it. He's come out with this gospel album. Mm -hmm. Alex, what do you think about it? If he wants to make gospel music, I don't need to listen. I was done with Kanye three albums ago. I'm just sick of him going to HBCUs and telling students about historical facts that aren't true like slavery was a choice <laughs> it didn't happen it wasn't a choice no one we no no just no no damn it kanye girl you and kim are exonerating people left and right and hitting up governors all across bigoted states across the country I don't are know. they is he going to fight for prison reform and such I don't know if this was his form of it. I was like, oh, is this his sidekick antics to Kim Kardashian? No, Governor Pardoning Ways. Now he does a live performance in the local prison near you to, like, carry it home. Did you like the album? I haven't listened to it. It opens on this gospel choir that's Mm -hmm. amazing. Oh, okay. And I realize how much I love gospel music Mm -hmm. from a real great sounding gospel choir. And then track two, Kanye comes in and I stop listening. (laughs) (laughs) I heard a quote basically that said it's not that deep and also not very good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's also funny to hear Kanye, who we associate with a certain style, do a whole album where there's no cursing. Mm-hmm. and where he's talking about the Good Samaritan and all these <laughs> stories of Jesus, it almost sounds like a parody to me. Yeah, I feel like that bothers me the most because we're so used to Kanye being gimmicky. Even when it was serious and he was making a point, it was still so showy. And with this gospel album, if you're having this spiritual journey, I really want that for you awesome dude, but you are Kanye West at the end of the day, and I just believe these are a part of your shenanigans. Yeah. It sounds like something I would write to make fun of Kanye West. <laughs> yes. That's not a good sign. Yeah. I did see one of the music videos and his dad was in it. And I don't think I've ever seen his dad in anything he's ever done. Did you ever see Chris Lilly's show, Angry Boys? No. Well, I think I know what you're talking about, though. Well, well he plays yeah. a rapper called Smouse. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Who then changes his name to S. Mouse. <laughs> And the character's father <laughs> realizes what a tool he is mm-hmm. because his number one hit was Slap My Elbows. <laughs> that character's father, who's just, you're just a lunatic boy. I got to imagine that's what Kanye's dad thinks about his son now. He's not proud. Watch the video. He says something about them being best friends and they've been on a walk to walk. There's also this great photo going around the internet that has these two kind of very overweight white people. Mm-hmm. And they're both wearing shirts that say blacks for Trump. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. my yeah. God, yeah. And the best caption that I saw for this was, oh, someone please come get your parents. <laughs> <laughs> that was from Atlanta. Yes. <laughs> I saw the headline for an article in AJC about it. Was that the whole challenge? Didn't DT45, whatever we mm-hmm. call him these days, didn't he have a challenge that he did to set Oh, out- yeah. yeah. He came yeah. to town like- to start a... Blacks for Trump initiative. And no and, one showed up. And a bunch of white people showed up, <laughs> is my understanding. And those two people are the most iconic people to come out of that at convention. Oh, my gosh. And he's also doing the MAGA rap challenge. That, yes. Yeah. That is what I'm thinking about, the MAGA rap challenge. You haven't mm, heard about the MAGA rap challenge? No. Can I enter? Yeah. Please, no. 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 Please don't. No. Yeah. What's the MAGA rap challenge? Yeah. Basically, it's drop 16 bars or a rap song about why you want to make America great again and the blacks that support Trump have been coming out of the woodwork and I say I salute you for your bravery because <laughs> can we not submit parody raps to this you're welcome to. Yeah. There's no law. I am not stopping you. I did hear one that was actually really good. Like, he had bars. Wow. Where can you hear them? Hashtag MAGA Rap Challenge. You see them all. We will be following up on this. (laughs) This is a radio show. We can do lots of audio stuff. We must hear about this. But you saying that, and even talking about Kanye and gospel, even getting back to the original R&Bs and pop singer that even made us think about Whitney, our beloved Whitney Houston and Nippy and her ties to gospel and thinking about everything that she did and now her longtime friend and former confidant has now come around to tell her story. Oh, we're talking about this now? Whitney's best friend and alleged lover. Is it alleged? After the book comes out, I don't think so. She's written her tell-all. After Mm -hmm. all these years, she would never speak to anyone. She didn't give any press interviews. Mm -hmm. And she's finally come out and told a story about the relationship she and Whitney had. This big, huge secret leaked out throughout the years, and it was in the tabloids, Mm -hmm. but they just never acknowledged it. If she had been famous now in an era where she could be open, Mm -hmm. she may have chosen a different path. I really said we didn't get to see Whitney nippy. Like, we didn't mm-hmm. get to see Whitney's nippy. We didn't get to see <laughs> I don't her. think we're supposed to see her nippy. <laughs> well, what? When I say her nippy, I don't uh, mean her nippy nippy. <laughs> I mean her ratchet side. <laughs> oh, her nippy. Maybe that's what the book's all about. Yeah. Maybe the, book's all- um, the way they describe Whitney is in-your-face kind of girl. Has she had the opportunity to be in this era? What if we have, like, a, a bad gal Whitney? If she could just be her and didn't have to always wear ball gowns and play mm-hmm. a character that clearly wasn't who she really okay. was. When Beyonce's husband uh-huh. cheated on her, she got to make a big revenge album. When Whitney's husband cheated on her, she had to pretend like it didn't happen <laughs> until Diane Sawyer, she's standing by her man. Are you both going to read this book? We're doing a Funny People book club, Mm -hmm. and we're going to both read the book, and then we'll have a follow-up with some of the Ratchet Whitney stories. So, folks, if you want to grab Robin Crawford's book about Whitney Houston and read along, we're going to do a few segments Mm -hmm. on this book, and I want to just talk real quick. TJ, last book you read. Um, The audiobooks count? Yes. Oh, yes. Girl on a Train, I think, maybe. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think I listened to that. Sorry, the phones are lighting up, folks. George, are we expecting a call? Yes, yes, we have a call coming in. You guys, I am so excited about this caller. A few weeks ago, 
TJ told a story about how he got in trouble at the doctor's office. Yes. He was being kind of obnoxious, and they asked him to leave. Oh, my God. And, right. And, I remember. And what? apparently one of our listeners knew someone who was in the room when that happened. <laughs> no. And Stop it. We have tracked down a woman named Laura Wooten, oh my who God. has agreed to come on the show and tell us about her experience that day with TJ at the doctor's office. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Wow. You know nothing, Laura. <laughs> hey, Laura. How are you? Hello? Hello? I'm fine. Hello? Is that George? Yeah, Laura, you can probably hear George a little bit, and this is Will. We understand you were there when TJ got kicked out of the doctor's office. So embarrassing. Yes, that's the young man's name, T. Yeah, his his name is (laughs) TJ, the obnoxious young man. (laughs) No patient confidentiality here. (laughs) Yes. There's no patient-patient confidentiality. (laughs) If you can walk us through it a little bit, you were sitting there reading People magazine, something like that. Well, I was on my phone on like Instagram, I think, or something. So was everybody else. Uh, the little boy came in. I oh, guess he's like what? 17 or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Um, is that not right? I'm thinking that's a compliment. He says thank you, but he's a little bit older than that. Yeah. Just oh, a okay. Little. Well, he came in and he seemed agitated about something. And uh-huh. I don't know. He's I mean, talking that's about a word. first, and then he sat pretty near me, about three seats away, I guess, and um. Andy Griffith was on TV, and he started talking to the TV. <laughs> talking he was to... making fun of it a little bit and talking about something hurt, which I guess was why he was at the doctor's office. And then Oh, uh, something was hurt, TJ. And then, well, but I don't want to go into talk- it. I looked up at one point, I remember, because he's kind of loud. And I was like, who is he talking to? I think he was alone, so he was just talking to himself. I thought maybe he's disturbed. Or oh, my God. <laughs> oh, going to the doctor for so i just kind of tried to ignore it and then uh-huh, uh-huh. look away talking and then he got kicked out and they asked him to leave rude know, which is like also a little confusing because i think doctors should want to help people like that, <laughs> yeah you think he was asked to leave that's what i remember the moment he got thrown out was yeah. that really uncomfortable for you and everyone else in the room Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I felt kind of unsafe. I didn't know if he was going to fully lose it or yeah. the beginning of So, so people yeah, thought he was, was having kind an of episode. a little uncomfortable. TJ, it sounds like people thought you were having an episode. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. I mean, that's no, I wouldn't say an episode. Or, I think he's really having one right now. Oh, is, he, is he there? He is here in the studio right now. You can only hear me through my microphone, but all the other funny people in the studio can hear you. Oh, okay. Is he doing better? TJ, are you doing better? A little. I don't know. Yeah, kind of. He says a little, but you can see he still reeks of the shame. I don't know, shame. it's just like, bringing it all back <laughs> to me right now, so I'm like reliving through the trauma. But, but what happened to him after he left? Well, TJ, what happened oh, to you actually, after... Oh, actually, he came back. <laughs> oh, she <laughs> says... Another like, weird thing. He so came he back? Left, and then he came back, and I thought, oh, God. <laughs> you came and, back? Yeah. Yeah, because uh, I wouldn't have a word. He the front desk, and then he left again. And yeah, no, yeah, that's right. I did. I felt... Real scared the rest of the time, like, what's going to happen with this little boy? <laughs> Again, boy, what? what is this word? I want to know about Andy Griffith. Do you recall anything that he said or what was happening in the episode? Was Not everybody... Mrs. Beaver, as TJ said it yeah, was. Okay. I mean, he said it was Mrs. Same, Beaver. Right? No, it was Andy Griffith. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely 100% I know that, Andy Griffith. 
Yeah, for sure. It was. <laughs> I, I, I disagree. I disagree. I disagree. I guess he was making comments at the TV show or something? wasn't paying attention at first, but something was happening in the episode where somebody was asking somebody out or something. The young lady didn't want to go out with him. And so he was saying kind of raunchy things like, oh, he doesn't want none of that or something. I guess talking about sexual stuff. I don't know. It was very, <laughs> they were. It was very weird the whole time. Wow. Um, I'm glad he's doing better, though. Oh, well, that's very sweet of you. We're glad you called and gave us a first-hand account. I want to know, did he do anything so else weird? So hot <laughs> in here. Like I said, he seemed disturbed, so he was kind of twitchy and couldn't sit still, vibrating in his seat, really. <laughs> yeah. Were there other people in the room besides you? Did other people notice? That's the thing. I think everyone was just trying to be polite. You know, this is the South, and that's how we do here. <laughs> but everyone just kind of kept making weird, fa- uncomfortable faces that I saw. I, you know, mostly oh, no. I really just tried to polite and ignore it and... Even though I felt uncomfortable, I knew the doctors were there probably to help him. So I just tried to, just tried to ignore it, really. Wow. Wow. Well, this is really a great firsthand account because we never know what he's up to when he's not here in the studio. Our imaginations run wild. This proves that he's typically up to no good, just making the world a crazier place. Well, maybe he should have, like, a caretaker or something. <laughs> Alex, you should do that. You should be TJ's 24-7 caretaker. I don't have the time or the patience. We'll have fun. We'd have fun. We'd have a lot of fun. I'd bring a lot of snacks. But... Yeah. We agree with you that maybe he should have a caretaker and that perhaps Alexandria yeah. would be a good candidate for that job. Okay. I don't know Alexandria, but yes, if she's a medical professional, I think she TJ doesn't need a babysitter. He needs a medical professional. Well, we want to thank you for calling, and I really hope that you got your needs met despite TJ's madness in this doctor's office. Oh, yes, sir. I just was there for a flu shot. You tell that little boy I'll be praying for him. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Laura. Well, thank you, Laura. We really appreciate your call, and we'll pass along your message. Yes, sir. Y'all have a blessed day. You do the same. Bye, Take Laura. care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, my God, TJ. Uh, TJ, how are you feeling after that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's, like, it's gotten very warm in here. Uh, yeah, he started, like, so stripping halfway through that woman's call. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was too thick. But, you know, to look at the bright side... Bright side. You look 17. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? You're well, a young boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. I mean, Your skin I, is great. I, I want to get carded every time, you know, I, <laughs> I go to pick up, uh, what, lotto tickets? <laughs> <laughs> I love when <laughs> she called him disturbed. I know. <laughs> that was a word. She said it a lot. Like, <laughs> That's a very specific word. <laughs> Surprised I found her. Wow. It was the power of our listeners. Thank you for helping us connect with her. Oh, wow. anytime you see TJ anywhere we'd oh. love to talk to anyone that was there <laughs> yes anytime you see tj make a scene in public please email us funniest people i know at gmail.com yeah. i'm a very we'll private person please leave me alone <laughs> you'll know exactly who he is exactly no, thank yeah 17 year old disturbed boy <laughs> yeah that's me at the GameStop. speaking of news it's often difficult to tell these days what's real and what's not In this age where journalism is under attack and folks really tend to just say whatever they want, we decided on the Funniest People I Know podcast that we, too, should use our platform to say whatever we want about anything we want. Exactly. 
Mostly we talk about each other. Mm-hmm, right. We don't mm-hmm. typically spread lies about others. That's it, which that's I'm true. about to do. Okay. Okay. Not lies. Alternative facts. This comes from a website that I invented called Truth.com. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Truth.com reports that Vladimir Putin rescued a baby seal from the Arctic drilling site in the Kara Sea last week. Oh. Only to hand deliver the seal to his personal sushi chef. <laughs> The seal, whom he nicknamed Hillary, (laughs) was drowned in Russian sour cabbage, blended with a traditional Russian meat jelly, and baked into a potato knish. The baby seal was served as an appetizer in Moscow at the annual Villains Ball, attended by President Maduro of Venezuela, Dr. George Claw and his cat from the Inspector Gadget series, (laughs) Syrian President Bashar al-Assad, Lex Luthor, President Duarte from the Philippines, and from the hit TV show The View, Meghan McCain. Oh, God. (laughs) Okay. The musical guest at the event was Kanye West singing from his new gospel album, Jesus is King, which, to quote Variety, is West's second shortest, his least productive, and his very first to feature absolutely no swearing. And also, it's not very good. I heard Nickelback was the opening act. (laughs) (laughs) this has been a truth.com news update from will amato on the funniest people i know podcast wow well thanks for sharing that that's very important for everyone to know that i like for people to be informed i'm really about an informed electorate regardless of the facts yes Mm -hmm. Yes. also you gave me george rachel maddow's book which is incredible it talks a lot about oil and gas and the industry and what's happening in russia and the ukraine and i'm starting to understand it she also, though, kind of tells the story like it's a soap opera. Mm. <laughs> it kind of is a soap opera. It really is. And Putin constantly is the really insecure one mm-hmm. that lashes out just because he thinks everyone's after him, even mm. though people don't care that much about you, Russia. You're not that big of an economy. Okay. Oh, yeah. Putin's totally Heather Locklear. Right? Oh, yeah. That's such an accurate comparison. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Thank you, George, for helping me understand that through Rachel Maddow. I'm reading Blowout, Rachel okay. Maddow's book, and I highly recommend it. It's a different kind of book club. That's enough fake news from the funniest people I know. But now it's time for Chapter 4 of The Twink Next Door. Previously on the twink next door. His anger startles me so much I jolt forward, losing my balance. I quickly try to grab onto the wall behind me, but there's nothing to grab onto. And then I feel it. As if in slow motion, my body begins to descend downward toward the ground below. And now, episode four. You know when you're leaning back in a chair with the two back legs planted firmly on the ground and the front two in the air, and then suddenly you're about to fall backwards and your heart skips a beat, but you quickly grab onto the nearest thing, like a table, and catch yourself? Well, this wasn't one of those moments. I wasn't sitting at a chair, there was no table to grab, and my heart had completely stopped. A mere moment ago, my body was on a second-story ledge, and then, next thing I know, it's not. Now, instead, my body is in a total freefall, quickly plummeting to the ground below. Gravity is no longer my friend. Oh my god, Charlie! Where did you come from? What are you doing in the bushes? I open my eyes and look to see tree branches above looking back at me. 
Sweet Jesus, I'm alive. Charlie, what are you doing? Get the hell out of those bushes. I turn to see my freaked out best friend and neighbor, Jenny, holding several overstuffed grocery bags. What is that? I look over and holy crap, I stole my neighbor's package. Somehow in the middle of all the craziness, I never put it back and took it with me in a panic. I'm a thief, a robber, a... Charlie, snap out of it. What? Get up out of the damn bushes. Okay, jeez. I leave for an Why hour and come back to the bushes? find you lying in the bushes. It's none of your business. You don't Jack own these bushes. You can't man lay in the bushes without being asked a million questions. I'm not hiding And you're clearly anything. hiding something. About it. Come on. Here, carry some bags. My fingers hurt. Jenny forces some grocery bags into my arms before quickly heading inside. And oh, suddenly I remember the... What the hell? Who left this mess in the hallway? There was still... Apple cider uh, everywhere. Oh, it reeks. I don't know. Some people are just... Assholes. That's what. Inconsiderate assholes. Girl. For real, though. Who smashes a ton of apple cider all over the stairs and just leaves it? And who buys this much apple cider? I swear, the people in this building are animals. After climbing three flights of stairs, we finally reached Jenny's apartment, which is directly over Kevin's. I unload her grocery bags onto the counter. Jenny's apartment is cozy and colorful, with psychedelic art hanging on the walls, along with tapestries and string lights. It smells like a mixture of lavender and weed, which always makes me feel relaxed. I like Jenny. We're total opposites. She's more calm, down-to-earth, and... Now, can you tell me what the hell you were doing in those bushes? Oh, I, um... I panicked. Okay, so I bumped into the new neighbor downstairs, and he's totally my type, so of course I made a total fool of myself, and then I accidentally broke into his apartment and kind of stole this package of her falling out of the window into the bushes. Mm-hmm. Jesus, Charlie. That's so much worse than I could have imagined. Anyway, let's open it. I mean, it's not ours, and I don't want to invade anyone's... Fine, I'll open it. Before I can stop her, Jenny rips the package out of my grasp and tears it open to find... Oh, damn, it's a gun! Holy sh- And a dildo! Oh, weird. And cocaine? Holy sh- Charlie, you found a gun, a dildo, and cocaine! Holy sh- Holy sh- Jenny tosses the package to me, I toss it back, Jane then tosses it back to me, and I back to her. Then it goes on for a while, like a game of hot potato. I don't want it. Finders keepers, Charlie. You opened it, it's yours now. I already have two of the three. We suddenly stop when we hear heavy footsteps approach the door. The end. TJ, a gun, cocaine, and a dildo. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I know, right? That is not what I was expecting. It's insane. Yeah. Okay. This book might be what propels you to fame. Ooh. I don't know. I don't want to go that far. I don't. Want, I, I you mean, were the next J.K. Rowling. Maybe. Why don't you believe in yourself, maybe. TJ? I don't want to get my hopes up. Oh my God, y'all! Just remember, we knew him when. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. When Keep Universal it. creates its own Twink World. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> TJ's book series. Uh. I was discussing with my wife the next plan for where we're going to live and what we want to do with our lives and all this stuff, right? We're always getting Mm -hmm. philosophical. Mm -hmm. And she says, well, I don't know if we should just settle down yet. And I said, why? And she says, well, this is going to sound crazy, but I still kind of believe in the possibility that for some reason, somehow, we'll be rich and famous. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Way to look up Lily. I mean... Fair enough. 
the truth of that moment, aren't we all on some level mm-hmm. holding on to that pee that, well, I'm going to break. Pee? Yeah. Eh. The okay. world's going to know. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you. I often feel like I'm wasting time at work when I should be getting rich and famous. Yeah. Me too. I'm constantly thinking about what is my escape plan mm-hmm. into the life that I Maybe know you I'm just supposed to have. Fake it till you make it, right? Just start showing up to red carpet events. You yeah. Exactly. Wearing a beautiful dress I and walking it that. like you're famous. Having mm-hmm. people follow me mm-hmm. with camera phones. Just um, show up to sets to, to film mm-hmm. things that you were never cast for. Exactly. Be Rest a real big diva. Mm-hmm. Yes. I work in film and I wanted to produce and I just showed up and said, I'll produce it. Mm-hmm. And they let me. <laughs> There's so much more to that. Than you have that likable personality type. If I show up and said, I'll do it, they're like, please leave. We're calling security. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I think it's just all about right. confidence, yeah. too. You know, and just like, you're confident in yourself. Everyone's confident in you. Speaking of security, we're about to get thrown out of the studio. This has been <laughs> another episode of the Funniest People I Know podcast. Folks, thank you so much for tuning in and sticking with us through 60 episodes. You guys wow. are the best. Congrats. Have yourselves a hilarious week. Bye. Bye.